We're on a Chagiga of Gimel on Bez on 23b2 on the first column in the Art Scroll Gemara. We're now moving on to a new case from the Mishnah in which we are more stringent when it comes to the laws of purity and impurity for Kudshim, for the service in the Beis HaMikdash, as opposed to with regards to uh, other food, including Truma. And the case that we're dealing with is Hakli Mitzarev Masha Besocho Lekodesh Avalo Lechuma. That if you have a utensil that has food inside of it, and it seems to be from another Gemara, that even if the food is not touching each other, as long as if one person uh, touches the food or if the food is impure, so then it makes something that gets impure, then the rest of the food that's in the utensil becomes impure with regards to the laws of Kachim. That the, there's a concept that the Kli, the vessel itself, has the ability to include everything inside of it as one entity, turns it into all one entity just by the fact that it's inside of this vessel, so that if you touch one part and then that part becomes impure, so then it, it makes the entire, everything inside the vessel impure, even if they're not touching each other, even if the food is not touching each other, it makes everything impure, but that's only with regards to the kachim. This does not apply for anything else. Sigmar so wants to know, what's the source? How do we know that this is true? And we're going to see that at first we have an opinion that says that this is on a biblical level, that they quote a verse from the Torah that this is on a biblical level. And we'll see at the very end that there are those that disagree that say that it's only on a rabbinic level, that this is a rabbinic stringency with regards to kudshim. So first on a, on a biblical level, Amr Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan says, because it's found in the verse itself, the verse itself in the context of kudshim, in the context of the service of the Bishamikdash, shows us that if it's in if it's in a cleave, if it's in a utensil, so then we view it all as one entity, even if they're really separated. Because the verse says, With regards to the incense, it says one gold ladle, kafachas, of ten shekels, made up of ten shekels. And they say, It says kafachas, one ladle, one spoon. And it's obvious that it's one spoon. It doesn't have to tell us that it's one spoon. It could have just said the spoon. It's clearly referring to one. The fact that they add the word one in there, one spoon, the, the Gemara tells us is to teach us that everything inside of the spoon is viewed as one. That it's all viewed as one. And then with regards to the laws of purity and impurity, it would make everything impure. Now this is a big discussion uh, with with regards to other areas of halacha as well, as to when you have uh, something, you have different entities in a utensil, does that make, do we view it as all one entity or do we not view it as one entity? It has, without getting into the details, it has uh, relevance to the laws of when you make challah. When you make challah and you have it all in one utensil, in one, in one uh, pot, uh, but they're not touching each other, so then do we, is it viewed as enough challah to require separating challah from it? Uh, so it, this does apply in other areas as well, and, and, there's, and the Gemara has its own discussions in those areas. But as of now, it seems to imply that with regards to this, this is a biblical law based on the verse. And the Gemara is now going to challenge that. And it's going to ask that it seems to be that this is all rabbinic based on the following uh, b'risa. The b'risa is also discussing... Um, this same situation where a person who is impure touches a part of something with regards to the law, with regards to uh, to kudshim, with regards to the service in the temple, 
And we're going to see from there, within that discussion, that it seems to imply that it's only rabbinic. So Mesa of Rukhana, Rukhana asks, there is the following statement. It's uh, the following statement from a Mishnah that says, Hosef Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva adds. It doesn't say what the first part is of the Mishnah, but Rabbi Akiva adds from the first part. We'll get to the first part of the Mishnah in a few lines, but Rabbi Akiva adds, Hasolus Vaktoris Valavona Vagachalim. If you have in a kli, in a utensil, flour, which is used for kachim, if you have fine flour, or incense, which is also used, or frankincense, or the coals that are being used, these are all different things that are used in the service of the temple. That if you touch one part of that's inside the utensil, so then that makes everything else impure, our law. And it's clear that Rabbi Kiva is saying this only on a rabbinic level, not on a biblical level like we assumed originally. Where it says, This is only on a rabbinic level. How do I know? How do I know this? It says in the beginning of the Mishnah, the part that was skipped in the Gemara, that when Rabbi Akiva adds on, it says in the beginning of the Mishnah, Hey, Rabbi Shimon ben Beseir, Rabbi Shimon ben Beseir testified, that Rabbi Shimon ben Beseir was discussing not really a case of kachim, of service in the base of Mikdash, but it was talking about the ashes of the paradum, as which, which we've discussed, and we've mentioned that in previous recordings, uh, that that is not your typical form of service in the temple, and that is clearly rabbinic. Rabbi Shimon ben Beseir says that if you have these ashes in one utensil, so then touching an impure person, touching a part of it, will make the entire thing impure. That's clearly on a rabbinic level. And Rabbi Kiva says that he add, he's adding on to that. So he's adding on to the list of that which is on a rabbinic level. And then he goes on, he adds on all these, this whole list of things that are being used in the service in the base Hamigdash. So that seems to imply that it's all rabbinic because he's commenting on the first example, which was rabbinic. Because that wasn't even talking about the service in the temple. is referring to the paraduma. He's adding on to that. It says, Hosef Rabbi Kiva. He's adding on to that. It's seemingly he's adding on on the same level, that it's also rabbinic. So this is a challenge to what we just said, that the verse seems to imply that it's biblical. So the Gemara is going to answer, you know what? Really, it is a, on a biblical level. But the cases that Rabbi Kiva added on were on a rabbinic level because there's different reasons as to why it wouldn't apply in those cases, those cases are the exception and wouldn't apply on a biblical level. So the Gemara is going to explain. Amar Lakish Mishum Bar Kafra. We explain, we're moving on to 24a, Chavdalat Amar Aleph. Lo Nitzrocha Elo Lishiyari Mincha. Derais Tzarech Lekli HaKli Mitzarfo. Sheein Tzarech Lekli Ein Kli Mitzarfo. The case here is, he says, when is it rabbinic? Usually it's on a biblical level, as, our, as we originally said. But it's rabbinic in this case, at least with regards to the flower, uh, that is rabbinic because it doesn't require a utensil. To, uh, it's not necessary for there to be a kli, a utensil with regards to the leftover, the remaining of the mincha, the, the flour that's remaining from the mincha. It's specifically just the flour that's remaining from the mincha. That does not require a utensil. So since it doesn't require utensils, so then the utensil, anything that's put in the utensil does not become one. It only becomes one on a biblical level if it was necessary to have that utensil. So what does it mean that it's necessary to have that utensil? So that is, is also a discussion, let's say, if it's a liquid, and so therefore it has to be a utensil if you want to put everything together. Uh, or some say that it's because you need it to be in the utensil for it to be designated for Kedusha, for being used in the service in the Beis HaMikdash. So whatever the reason is... Uh, the idea is that 
as long as it's necessary to be in the utensil, so then it will combine as one on a biblical level. But if it's not necessary for the utensil, so then it's all rabbinic, that, uh, that the rabbis added on to it, and that's what Rabbi Akiva was saying, that he added on to it. So the more asks, this makes sense for the case of the, of the flower, but what do you do about all the other cases that Rabbi Akiva mentioned that apply, imply that it's all on a rabbinic level, uh, even uh, even outside of that case of the flower? Tinoch solus, I understand for solus, the, the, for, for the fine flower, which doesn't require being put into utensil, but what are you going to tell me about Ketoros, Levana, Mayak, Lamimur? What are you going to tell me about the incense? The incense uh, does require a utensil, so it seems to be on a biblical level yet. Rabbi Kiva seems to imply that it's on a rabbinic level. So the says, no, that's also a case where it was on a rabbinic level. It was an exception to the rule. Why? The cases where you piled the incense on a leather spread, so it didn't have an inside. It didn't have a, a, It wasn't a, like a pot which has an inside. It was just being piled on top of it one another. So the only time on a biblical level that the utensil views everything as one is if it's everything is put inside the utensil. But if it doesn't have uh, an interior, if it doesn't have an inside, so then it, it, the utensil does not make everything into one. It only makes everything into one if it's actually placed all in an interior. Over here, you just put them, you pile them on top of another. But it's still, it's going to be a rabbinic idea. It starts. It still is on a rabbinic level, uh, going to combine them. But in the end of the day, according to this opinion, uh, really, it's a, on a biblical level. There's a concept that on a biblical level, if you put different foods, even if they're not touching, because the utensil is necessary and because you're putting it inside the utensil, they're all going to combine together to make it as one, such that if one impure person touches one part of the food, it'll make everything inside that utensil impure, all the food inside that utensil impure. And that's all on a biblical level. And we mentioned that there are certain exceptions that are only on a rabbinic level, uh, like if you don't need to use the utensil or if there's no interior, cases like that. You just pile it on, something like that. Thing right now concludes and says, but this is against another opinion. That really it's all on a rabbinic level. That we prove from Rabbi Kiva, don't tell me that these are all exceptions to the rule. No. Rabbi Kiva proves to us that it's all, that really it's on a rabbinic level. And essentially the Gemara ends and concludes by saying that there's a dispute here, there's a machlokas as to whether or not this law that when it comes to kachim, things that are in a utensil, even if they're separated from each other, because they're in the utensil, that they could combine together as one such that with regards to the laws of impurity, it makes one part of it impure, it makes the entire thing impure. There's a dispute here as to whether or not this is on a biblical level. That was the first opinion. And according to the last opinion here, it's only on a rabbinic level. Okay, that concludes that case. And then I think Mara is going to continue on with some of the cases in the Mishnah.